This is where the fun begins. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting around the table with the crown killers. That is Shavi, Drew, Jasui, and also Key. They are aboard the Crimson Wing. They have just been rescued, so to speak, and they have parlayed their way into Mediterranean under the captain, Rodessa Reed, and her Hell's Harpies. As we cut in, the ship that you walk out onto, outside of the captain's quarters, is a busy vessel. You look around and the redwood floor is immaculately clean. You can see looking around, most of the crew appear to be humanoid females, some of them in very different garb to what you have seen currently from the four crewmates that you have met. A lot of them just seem to be wearing simple cloth clothing. You also look and see that on each one of them, there seems to be a tattoo of some kind. There seems to be a circle with 10 spokes on them somewhere. You know, Darby, that this indicates that probably 70% of this crew is slaves. As you look around, you also notice that 70% of those slaves seem to be female. So you get marked with it when you're a slave too? Sometimes. Are there males on this ship? Yes, there are males on this ship. They seem to be mingled in with the slaves, but they also appear to be slaves. Yep. Do the women have... Like, like the crewmates have the tattoo? The ones that you've met? Yes. None that you have noticed. Okay. Lucky for them. You guys look around the area. You can see these billowing red sails that seem to have caught the western wind. And you start to move your way towards the peaks of Mediterranean. You travel this way for about 20 minutes, just taking in the scene. You can see that there is a multi-level to this ship you can see below there are hammocks that seem to house people that seem to be resting and you can see generally that the women that you had just met seem to have a good rapport with the slaves on the ship like there is a jovial sort of nature to this vessel as you look around as well you also see up on the crow's nest annie sort of looking with a telescope and you watch as she is casting arcane signals with her hands and that is being portrayed down to nobel who's driving the ship, the dark-skinned woman with the eyebrow piercing. As you look towards them, they appear to be navigating what looks like shipwrecks below. You watch as this ship is meandering its way through the wrecks underneath the sails of the ocean. Underneath these protruding wooden skeletons of ships that once were. As you see that happening, the ship takes a slower approach and it comes into an opener field of ocean as you're getting quite close to Mediterranean now. You hear a whistle in the distance and you can see Captain Rodessa on the stern of the ship. And it's at that point you watch as she points off in the distance and your eyes are drawn to what she's pointing to and you can see another ship moving across the Demos Gulf. And at that point you watch as the ship veers off in that direction, moving away from Mediterranean. So as you look at it, you begin heading towards that western side and you start to head out to the northern direction but you seem to be heading directly for a sh the, one of the ships uh, that you can see off in the distance. You look over to Rodessa and she seems to put her hat on firmly and as she makes her way down the gangplank stairs, she passes, I'll say, Key. And she looks towards you and she says, I would get your boys ready. We are about to do some plundering. 
me to get the boys ready? Well, yes. You are a part of this crew now. All right, I'll go get them ready. You don't say much, do you, Kat? And I just sort of walk off. <laughs> <laughs> We're just on the stern castle, yeah? Yep. I'm just sort of leaning back against the railing, mm-hmm. just chilling, watching everything, being perceptive. Can I roll a perception check? Sure can. I'm playing with Spike. We're going to go with a dirty 20. All right. So as you look around, you can see um, most of the people on this boat are definitely proficient and have their sea legs. You can see it looks like the crew has been working together for quite some time. And you also hear whispers as you'd begun to turn north, like there's some pirating about to happen. Like they're actually going to go and take some things off this vessel that's to the north before they head into Mediterry. Have we rested since then? You had a short rest on the dinghies, but not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. At that, what would you be doing, Shavi? I would be up in the crow's nest with Annie, interacting with her, reading the book. All right. Well, Annie, quite the artist. Yeah, I learned to draw as a kid. Do you have any talents yourself? Most of my talents usually inflict a lot of pain on people. She pulls the sleeve up. Says, these are nice. Where'd you get these done? A friend of mine gave them to me. A friend of yours. There are very few people who can gift people tattoos like that. I'm going to fling them out. You watch as she takes a step back. She takes a drawer of her cigarette and just exhales it slowly. She says, impressive. She flings the cigarette over the side and she says, mine are less... Well, ostentatious, you might say. And you watch as she clenches her fists. And from her arm, you watch as this green flare moves around her arm and then around her entire body. And you just hear this hum, this... She says, keeps me safe. Roll a perception check. 18. As you look at the intricate design of her tattoo, you can see on her shoulder, there appears to be what looks like a circle with 10 spokes, but it appears to have been artistically designed into the tattoo that she currently has. And if you look really, really closely, you can even see some scar tissue that seems like an attempt to remove as you look at it. Notice tattoo on your shoulder, 10 rings. We want a part of that. The copper ring. I was born a slave. I was enslaved on this vessel have noticed I'm younger than the rest. But Redessa took kindly to me. I'm not a slave anymore, and I will never be again. One might say we have similar experiences with the group. You too, the youngest. More meaning the copyright. You know, I don't know your history. I don't pretend to. The copyright... I mean, look around you, yeah. If you look at slavery, it's it's a horrible, horrible, horrible profession. It's not even a profession. Chaining someone, it's never the right thing to do, but everybody on this crew has purpose. A lot of these people were taken off the streets, meditary. Without the copper ring, they may be dead. So, I guess... I guess you could say that, yes, it is an evil entity, 
and I will never be one again myself, but without it, I may have been worse than dead. Well, I'm sorry to hear, but the copper ring seems to have pretty much taken everything from me. She leans forward onto the banister and she says, what do you intend to do? Topple the entire regime? Change the arrangement of the continent? Stop people from being a part of one of the biggest businesses and oldest businesses this continent has ever seen? Absolutely. <laughs> She's genuinely surprised. You're a short guy, but you have big goals. Respect punches you in the arm. She says to you as well, as she looks out into the horizon, she's not looking at you now, and she says, well, you're going to start a project like that. Mediterranean, the Sea of Thieves, is probably the best place to be. So I've heard. But Shark's a fucking dick anyway. If one of those knives end up in his fat fucking belly, I wouldn't shed a tear. I'm hoping that Shark's probably the only one crying at that point. You give them purpose. But it needs a purpose. Especially one that isn't forced upon others. I mean, who wants to be told what to do for their whole life? Why well, I like it up here. It's free. I like that about you. Being free is always good. Doing what you want, doing what you will, when you want. But having a home is also nice too. I do have a home. He gestures to the ship below. No better. And if I get sick of the fucking scenery, go somewhere else. Adventuring is pretty much our specialty. Well, it seems to suit you all. You're a motley crew, by the way. I mean, I've never seen anyone like him points towards Drew that's like literally rolling around the deck with this iguana that <laughs> seems to just be loving every minute of it. He's one of the most unique individuals I've ever seen. And he also carries a unique smell. What about this one? What do you know about him? And you look towards Key. And what would you be doing at this moment, Key, as she points towards you? Uh, I'm actually making my way along the ship, but I'm trying to stay in the shadows. So if you see me, it must be like, because I've, for a brief moment, I've gone between shadows. Key, you sit in the shadow and then you sort of come out for a moment, look around a barrel and then you disappear. And she says, he's a bit shifty. Where did you pick up that? Key. He's shady, but he's helped. So, so far, he's, we keep him We keep him here. He keeps us safe. We keep him safe. But he, we don't really know his intentions yet. As for the others, well, we all met along the way, and I don't know, we're some sort of a team now. Loyalty is good, especially if it's reciprocated. Without them and... Without me, we probably wouldn't be here. No, I wouldn't. We gotta get ready. That ship over there? It ain't flying the colors of the Sea of Thieves. So, it's probably got some stuff that, um, well, let's just say it's gonna be our stuff. Well, some of it anyway. The rest goes to Tortuga. At that, she'll just look on the horizon. She'll silently offer you a cigarette while you're there after a few minutes pass. No, I'll push it away. Not for me, sorry. Loser. <laughs> uh, is Rodessa on the stone castle? Uh, she is, but I'll cut to Key first. Key, roll stealth check. With advantage. 
Roll a perception just for you as well. That's a 18. That's a 25. Key. You begin making your way across the deck, jumping from shadow to shadow. At some point, you even watch yourself do a small shadow burst from one shadow to the next. As you're looking at the passing crew members, trying not to draw any attention, it's almost like you're in another realm. You watch as some people are carrying a plank of wood across the deck and you just duck underneath it and then bamf across directly into the, the recess of the doorway to the captain's quarters. What would you like to do as you sit in this area now, looking at the deck that's happening around you from everybody else, unable to see key. But as you begin making your way up to the castle, you do see two yellow eyes protruding from the darkness just looking at you. And he is, uh, key is just scattered looking at all the different moving parts of this ship, he seems to be noticing everybody. I'm looking at the, the stern castle and uh, the steps up to where the Rodessa, the captain, is, and I've noticed these yellow eyes, and I sort of look back, you know, minutely, perceptively point at him so he notices that I've stopped and I'm pointing at him, and I waggle a finger just straight at where Key is, and then I continue walking up the stern castle to talk to Rodessa. All right. And then we cut the key. What are you going to do? I will use my shadow step ability to... Because everything's dark. Yep. Yeah. So I will um, move from... Because I'm actually in front of the captain's cabin. Yeah, in front of the doorway. Yep. In front of the doorway. I'm going to be on top of the, of the roof. So mm-hmm. shadow step onto that. Make my way to the back to where... Annie was with the notebook and I'm going to look down to see if there's anything below um, as you look down there appears to be just a plummet to the ocean but if you sort of crane your head back towards the ship you can see the balcony that you were once on do I I just want to make um, take a moment to hear and see if there's see if I can hear anyone below me roll a perception check that's 21 you can hear the general goings on of the ship around you and in this cacophony of people getting battle ready, actually. You don't appear to see or hear anyone below you on that balcony. Seems to be like an off-limits area. Has Key told us that we're supposed to be getting ready to battle? Nope. So what I do then is I fix myself to to the to the back of the of the ship. Mm-hmm. Taking in taking in stride how fast the ship is going. And I kinda just push myself off a little bit so I'm actually off the ship with my whip I use it to strike under where I just came from in an attempt to swing onto the balcony. Roll an acrobatics check and I will see if people see you. They do not. <laughs> That's 26. Get some good roll. Alright you swing and land directly onto the balcony at this point. So key the doorway in front of you. What are you doing? Uh, so there's tinted glass at the ba- at the back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I see through it? No. Okay. I just I just touch the door to to see if it's if it's closed over or if it's locked very lightly. As you do so, you hold the handle. It does appear to be relocked. It does appear to be locked. Mm-hmm. Roll investigation check. Sixteen. Okay. As you look to see the seal upon the door, the glyph still appears to be broken, not reset yet. So there is no light. Only it- the sun's light. As far as I can tell, there's no sort of like light emanating from the captain's cabin. So I can Not safely assume that there's actually no light in there at the moment. Yep. So can I attempt a shadow step inside to a room that I've already been in, knowing the surroundings? 
I'd say you can because you can also see the crack under the door. You can just appear on the other side. Yeah. Yep. I'll do a shadow step. Uh, knowing where the bed was where Shavi is, mm. was, I will shadow step to teleport under the bed. All right. You watch as this black smoke emanates from either side of this white silken bed. You're in darkness underneath the bed. You can see the hear the creaking of the floorboards. You smell that redwood mahogany and it brings back some bad memories for you. And it's at that moment that you are in this room all by yourself. I pair my head out with, and because it's it's completely da- dark in there, mm-hmm. but I have dark vision and I can check to see if anyone's in there. Yep, roll a perception check. Nine. You are in the clear. All right, so I hop out and that's when I, I say to myself, okay, I've got about five minutes. Don't take anything. Don't take anything. I don't trust anybody. So I'm just checking to see if there's any other sort of information. The first thing I do is I move to uh, Rodessa's desk and look for drawers. There are two. Okay, I'll open. Are they um, just like side by side or on top of each other? One to the left, one to the right. Okay. Um, I quickly check to see if there are any sort of traps or anything. Roll an investigation check. That one. Inspiration. Thank God. 18. Okay, so I'll say you go to reach out for the drawer. And as you do, you hold the handle and go to pull it out. And then you're just like, you hear Jusui's voice in your head going, <laughs> I must check this for traps. And then you're just like, fuck, is there traps? <laughs> and it's at that point, you sort of look and you can see there's two sigils on each of the drawers that seem to activate when they are separated, but they're extremely small. Half the sigil is on the top and half the sigil is upon the drawer. So if it slides outward, the sigil will break. Right. The sigil, is it like painted on or is it like a seal? It looks to you like it's, it looks almost like magical twine. You watch just sweep before break it with thieves tools. Which I don't have, but I do have cobbler's tools. You can try to use part of your cobbler's set to disarm the trap if you'd like to. Oh, I definitely got to do it now. Just chop it. <laughs> just chop it. I definitely got to do it now. Okay. Roll a, I'll say, dexterity bonus plus proficiency. You watch as you get one of the old needles that you used to use to sew soles onto leather shoes. A memory hits you as you do so. Um, That wasn't that one. Okay. So the memory of Beakeros hits your mind. You go and shake it out of your head and almost in an angry manner, you move and go to scuff the arcane rune and as you do you feel it charge flare and you need to roll a wisdom save please uh wisdom save 10. you watch as the vision around you begins to sink into these two black holes and then suddenly it's like somebody just turned the lights off or threw something over your face you are blinded i can't see you cannot see and it's at that moment we'll cut to just we You see this wisp of smoke coming over the back balcony. And as she stands there, she looks to you and she says, We're just taking a small detour. I uh, see that there's lots of activity around uh, this detour. Does it involve combat? Well, it could if they are not agreeable. See, if they don't fly the flags of the Sea of Thieves, we take the shit. And the uh, arrangements with uh, the shit that is taken between the crew, hmm? See, there is an arrangement under the Crown Corsair in order for those who are part of our crew to sail these waters unaffected by Demos Tortuga. We must also give him a portion of the winning. He's a greedy, greedy dragon turtle. 
I understand this, of course, but uh, if I fight, what do I get? If you fight, you will regain the loyalty of the crew and feel like part of a group. Yes, but the uh, the considerable sum of gold that I gave up to become one of these crew. To be fair, Mister Jesuit, you gave up fucking nothing. Your friend did. And second of all, if you are too afraid to get your hands dirty for the sake of the crew, then I will be extremely disappointed in you. <laughs> I think your disappointment is something that I can uh, I can live with. Maybe in the short term. If I were you, I'd understand that uh, one of my partners may have made a potentially grave mistake. I'm pretty sure the cat is in your office. You watch as she raises an eyebrow, looks towards you and says, Your honesty will be remembered. This is the honesty for myself, Xavi, and the confused one with the iguana. What about those two? And she points to Megaron and the boy. They have no say in anything that anybody does. They are purely here as paid retainers for our group. Very well. Now, there is one question that remains, Jasui. Should I turn your friend's testicles into a purse or a lovely little backpack? That is completely up to you. The man she walks has... down the stairs. Okay. As you stand on the banister, you watch as she exits. You hear the door open. And Key, you hear the door open behind you. You watch as the door, you hear it slam. And then... Does an 18 hit your AC? Yes. You take seven points of damage. If you want to catch it, you'll have disadvantage because you're blinded. Is it a melee or is it a range? You hear this and you know that's the sound of an incoming arrow coming at you. So you can attempt to catch it if you want to. Okay, so that has hit me. Roll a sleight of hand check to catch it to see if you can. And that is only because you're blinded. Otherwise, it would just happen. Uh, 16. All right. So you watch then from her perspective, what she sees is this cat leaned over her desk she aims her crossbow directly at you releases into the small of your back and what she sees is just a hand no one turning around but a hand a paw catches the arrow and what you hear is a fuck she looks towards you and she says well I guess diplomacy is in order what the fuck are you doing in my office I don't completely trust what you're doing here and do you think this makes you look fucking trustworthy to me well I didn't think you were going to who am I talking to? I can't see you. It is the captain. Right. Jonah. How'd you know I was in here? I have eyes everywhere on this ship. Let's put it that way. There is nothing you can do here that I will not hear about. The only person that saw me close to here was Jess Wee. Did he tell me? Maybe he did. Maybe he did not. Look, you can have these little quarrels all you like within your party. I do not give a shit. Did you take kindly to someone that was seeking through your belongings? I'm here now. What are you going to do with me? You have one chance to get the fuck out of this office. Or I will have my crew throw you to Demos Tortuga himself. And you can make your lies and be as quick-witted as you like with the demon of It is your choice. Um, I stand up on my feet. Um, still got a pretty good idea where things are yep. unless something has shifted and um, I just start walking to the door for at least where I know where the door is 
Okay. To walk out. Yep. I'll say you're able to do that generally. You stumble a little bit, but you feel the door frame. And as you feel the door frame, roll a dexterity save. 11. You feel something hit your shin. And then you feel a thud on the floor as you're now on your belly. And you hear a laugh. <laughs> Looks like you can see everything, cat. I sort of thump the thump the floor. She I'm literally a- just tripped you over. She tripped me over. I'm really embarrassed. I get up and uh, sort of straighten myself and uh, continue to exit. If you're lucky, that will last an hour. I rub my eyes, acknowledging what she meant. And I leave. She shuts the door. You watch as Key dejectedly makes his way from out from underneath. It's at that moment you hear, Make way, ready for combat. And you hear one of the slaves from above in the crow's nest with Annie and Shavi, if you're still there, says for everybody to start getting their weapons ready. And you watch as well as people start to load up the ballistas as they begin pulling alongside this vessel. You watch as the Crimson Wing seems to be faster than the ship that it's pursuing and it's off in the distance and closing very, very quickly. You can see white sails, a smaller vessel than this galleon, but you watch then also as you kind of wheel your way around to the left as you watch it also beginning to turn to the left. You begin trying to cut it off and you watch as no uh, no bell on the wheel is quite adept and you also watch as Annie begins to move the sails around with the boom arm. As you approach, you get within say 60 or so feet of it and you begin to caress over to the front and you watch then as you're about to pull side by side and you watch as Rodessa points to her throat and as she does, you hear her voice get extremely loud across the sea and it says, Captain of the vessel. It is time for you to parley, or it is time for you to meet your watery graves in the name of the Crown Corsair. And for payment to Demos Tortuga. What say you? And there's silence. And as she yells that out, you see Drew and the Iguana, both their heads pop up at the same time and go, uh? Just realizing <laughs> what's happening. It's at that point, all of you now watching, you can see quite a number of crew members starting to surround on the opposite side of the, on the opposite ship. And you can see that they seem to be readying for combat. You watch as this gentleman that seems to have dark skin and a black goatee move up to the side of the ship and says, Demos Tortuga can suck my fucking dick. (laughs) 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 And it's at that point, you watch as Redessa turns to you, who's standing next to her now and says, well, that was fucking rude. How far away? They're 60 feet. Can I take a shot? Mm-hmm. Roll an attack. I imagine this as you two like facing each other. She turns to you and says, that's fucking rude. And then you're just like pulling the gun boom, without looking. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, going to use that steadying. Yeah. I'll use dead eye. That'll be a grip point. That'll give me advantage. All right. Sweet. 15. 15 hits. So he's got his, he'd have his best mate beside him, wouldn't he? Yeah. Wait. He's going to get targeted with the necrotic damage. Gotcha. 20. There is a silence that breezes through with the recoil of the gun you watch this red electrical energy surround this bullet hits the captain of this ship directly into the chest and you watch as he looks down and he sees as he's laughing with his crew quarterly you watch as it hits him in the chest he looks down and he looks up and he says attack five necrotic damage to the first mate as well you watch as this green necrotic energy moves around the captain and moves into the first mate and so at that point we'll roll initiative 
Grappling hooks begin to get thrown from the enemy vessel onto yours. You watch then as people begin to swing onto your boat and you watch as people from your boat begin to swing onto theirs. You watch as some intermingle and tangle as some people fall down into the ocean below. You watch as well as some people fire crossbow bolts uh, into each other as the foray begins. You hear steel on steel clattering around you. Rodessa looks towards Yujisui and says, This is where the fun begins. And you watch as she gets a rope, swings it, begins to grapple over onto the other side. As this happens, you watch as Megaron and his boy run below deck and you guys are scrambling above deck to try and find exactly what you need. There was a moment of silence as well after just we popped the captain with this massive thunderous crack that just went through the entire vessel over the roaring of the ocean. And it's at that point we switch to Shavi with initiative. Can I please first shoot out a perception check to see if there's anyone else Say in their crow's nest up top sort of thing like Roll something a perception like that. Check. 18 plus 8 is 26. Okay, so you can see what looks like a, a humanoid individual that seems to be swelling their hands together ready to cast this spell, this red bandana on their head in the crow's nest that you can uh, see on the first sail of their dual sailed ship. Would it, our sails be able to connect? So say, would I be able to travel from across our sail to theirs? I will say at this point, probably not. There's still... If you want to, you can jump and you're able to jump 15 feet and then I'll allow you to slide down the sail on the other ship if you want to. Kind of hoping to stay up top. Okay. How long do I have to delay for it to get closer? I'll say it'll probably collide next round. Use assistance with the grappling hook? Yes. To get across? Yes. And stay up top? Yes. But my, that aim, will be... my aim is to get to the crow's nest on their side. Yes, but that will be your action to grapple. That's all right. I can still attack with my... Offhand, you can, yes. Yep. Is Annie still with me or is she gone? Yeah, she's still up there with you. You watch as she's loaded up a pretty hefty looking crossbow. She rests it onto the side. And as she looks towards you getting ready, she's just like, perhaps you should go below deck. It doesn't look like a place for people of your size. Gives you a smile. I'm going to just give her a wink back and say, I'll show you what I can do if you show me what you can do. Deal. And... I smile and I'm off. All right, cool. So I'm pretty much just going to run along the top of our sail mm -hmm. and use the grappling hook I have to hopefully hook to the top of theirs. So I might be able to make it to the other side's crow's nest where okay. the other guys is. Roll a dexterity check to do so. 18. All right, so you watch as you're running, Shavi. You're swinging this grappling hook around the side of your head. You look back and you can see Annie looking at you as you're going. You watch as the grappling hook directly hooks onto the mast on the other side and you sail underneath Tarzan style and it flicks you all the way back around and you land directly into the crow's nest and you watch as this wizard looking pirate looks to you and says, what the fuck? Surprise, motherfucker. I'm going to gooch gouge him. Go for it. Roll your attack. 17 was the best. Hit. 38 damage, please. 38 points of damage. Paint me a picture of how you eviscerate this man. <laughs> Oh. All right, so pretty much I'm swinging up with the grappling hook coming up over from in between. He looks at me, I look at him, surprise motherfucker, and pretty much <laughs> I'm just uppercutting him with a dagger straight right. through the gooch. You watch as well as the top of the dagger that you had uh, apparated comes directly out of his stomach from the in between his legs. And as you do, you withdraw it. This pool of blood spills onto the crow's nest above and you watch as he falls backwards over the crow's nest smears the sail as he falls down ah! and smacks directly onto the deck. You watch as he falls onto one of his comrades and you watch as that person also seems to be 
dead as well. You watch, look towards Annie as she's looking down the, s- the sights of her crossbow and she just like golf claps you. She's like, fucking well done. How much movement would I have left? So you ran across the sail. You have five feet of movement left. Five. I'm probably just going to stay put and kneel down. All right. No worries. <laughs> uh, you kneel down, obscuring your vision. I'll give you a, some cover bonus for that as well. Uh, Drew, you're up. So whereabouts is Shavi? Shavi's across the ship now. And you probably saw him swing with his grappling hook all the way over to the other side of the crow's nest. Drew looks over next to Shavi and wants to assist. And you see his fingers sort of rock from the ground and you hear him just yell, rise, my pretties. And out, poof, you see two direwolves pop up next to the blue enemy. So you watch this first mate that seems to have this green energy emanating around him from Jasui's gun attack. You then see from the deck, these ethereal shaped direwolves just start howling uh, behind him and he looks behind him in terror. They pop up and then he is going to run and then jump over onto the other ship as well. And as he jumps through the air, he turns around and goes, I'm a flipper snake. (laughs) (laughs) Turns into a giant constrictor snake. Very cool. Yes. He's going to yeah wrap around the enemies as well. Very sweet. And that will be the end of my turn. Then is the wolves. All right. So let's get some wolves in here. Cool. So yeah, the dire wolves. One of the cool things about them is they get advantage on attacks when they when they have allies yep. next to the same enemy. So. Ooh, pack bonus. Well, if one is a crit 20 Ooh. and the other is a 21. Both oh. hit. Excellent. Is 17. And then what does the crit get me? Double the dice. 24 damage then. 24 damage. Okay. Uh, that one is dead. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So he gets ripped apart by these two direwolves. You watch as a leg and also an arm just get thrown between them and the body just falls directly onto the floor as these two were playing tug of war. You look at Viv and she looks towards you, Drew, and says, such good boys. <laughs> uh, she's currently fighting someone as well as she says that to you. Uh, that then brings us to a couple of the party boys' turn, if that finishes your turn, Drew. That's it. All right. So the first one, the one standing right next to the captain, you watch as he, he will target the massive snake that is directly in front of him. So can you please roll me? Oh, that probably will hit. 23 hit. <laughs> yes. Okay. 10 points of poison damage and you feel this poison begin to set into your muscles and it's at that point uh, you watch as his crossbow glows green and there seems to be a lingering effect upon you as well. At the start of your next turn, you will also take some damage mm-hmm. as well as a yep. result of the spell. The pirate captain, the dark fellow with the goatee, will turn around and also... So he's going to move five feet. He's going to move around the massive snake to get himself some cover from the oncoming fire of Jusui's massive gun blast. And he's then going to attack the snake also. That's a one, so that's a miss. And the next one is a 14. The 14 hits. You watch as he takes this long sword, holding it with two hands, and he slashes across your form. 10 points of slashing damage straight across your form as the snake, and you watch as your blood wets the uh, the deck as well. You look to see that the first mate and those at the front of the ship seem to be very ready to attack in combat. So I aim at the yellow one. Mm-hmm. So the one with the yellow bandana looks to have a cutlass and a short bow, and you go for him. So I'm going to use piercing shot against yep. that or what, those two. All right. So you look across the deck and you can see your ship almost coinciding with theirs. You line up a shot perfectly as you lean off, holding onto the rope ladder off the side of the ship and you look down the sides of your pistol. Roll your attack. 25. That will hit. 
This is for... The one behind. The one behind. That's a nat 20. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Is 17. And then because I use sneak attack on him, green takes six necrotic damage. Yep. And, and now I roll green's damage for piercing, piercing shot. shot. Nine plus five, so 14 damage. 14 points of damage. Okay, so... What does it look like as the first mate that you had targeted with the green necrotic energy from the first attack now gets shot by you and dies? The next one also takes a whole lot of damage but doesn't quite meet his end yet. Okay, well, I'm not done attacking, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So the pink, the the first mate's head just sort of goes... Explodes, Delnak style? Just explodes, Delnak style. Pink mist rains through the air and uh, the dude that was standing behind him is just splattered with gore as the bullet continues on and let's say creases his skull from temple to back as he gets slapped with some necrotic damage as well. Very good. And you watch as he's wrapped with absolute uh, necrosis too. You can see him just like in fear as whatever is plaguing him, these wails from the grave is just causing him to look around in madness. Okay. And now I use my action surge attacking the dude in the green again. Yep. So roll your attack. To roll a 20... Seven. That will hit. Yeah. Oof. Which is seven plus four, 11. You also fill that one. As it creases his skull, another bullet comes straight through, hits a few centimeters over from where the crease hits and drills straight through the back of his skull. Mm-hmm. And then it just explodes out the back and yep. he falls down the stairs. Into the sea. Into the sea. All right. You watch as well as you you clamber your way back up onto the side after aiming with your pistol. You sort of sling it around a bit and you look over at Redessa who looks to you and she says... What are those machines of war? I sort of look over my shoulder and go, I don't know, but they work pretty well, no? And then uh, I take aim at uh, Yellow Dude. All right, go for it. For my bonus action and roll an 18. 18 will hit. Plus 4, 10 damage to the Yellow Dude. The smoke from this gun begins to charge red. You also watch as... This red energy moves from one of the people that you killed all the way back into the gun and begins to charge it up as well. So DM's discretion, you get a grip point back. A grip point? Yeah. For Isn't a cool that kill? Fuck yeah. At that as well, you watch as this energy just moves into the guns, charges them up, and you hear this, yes, kill them all. Kill them for conquest. You end your turn. Uh, yep. Brings us to the remaining pirates. You watch as these two at the front are going to take their crossbows and... Line you up just sweet. All right, so the first one is a 14. The next one's an eight. No. All right, so both miss. How do you dodge these two arrows? I honestly, I look at them. I look at Rodessa and I've just, uh, I must uh, ask you some questions after we are done with our business here. Perhaps we can do it over dinner. Taking it back, you dodge another arrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you dodge an arrow as she's saying that to you as well. The kitty cat's turn key. Okay, so I am just outside the cabin, the um, captain's cabin. Yeah, I will say that you have made your way to the base of... So so you've made your way to the first sort of deck. I meant the stairs. And um, I'm going to... I'm I'm completely blind. Nobody knows. I'm going to move as per the side, and I'm using my hands to, to come across down the ship. But I'm also trying to look for anybody that's going past as I move down. Moving five feet until I bump into someone. All right, you keep moving five feet, and as you do, I'll say you stop there as you bump into uh, Nobel, who's down there with uh, two hand crossbows, and as you bump into her, she looks towards you and, 
You feel her wheel around to point the crossbows to you. If you could see, you watch as one like is inches away from your nose. And she goes, ah, they're over there. You hear as two of the arrows begin to fire. Uh, and I, I, I'm holding her and I say, I can't see a thing. I need, I need to get into this fight. Tell me where, where the enemies are, how far away they are. She says to you, and if you could see her, she's waving a hand across your face. And she goes, you've been snooping in the captain's quarters. <laughs> and as she smiles, you sense a smile and she says, 25 feet northwest. 25 feet northwest. Okay. So I take a, I take a big deep breath. I jump blindly. Okay. In the directions that she's given me with, with the idea of how far I need to jump. Attempt to land exactly where she's point, pointed for me. Okay, so you're trying to make your way onto the other ship. Yeah. What is your strength score? My strength score? Yes. 12. Okay, so that's how many feet you can long jump. 12 feet. Oh, I can only jump 12 feet. Yeah. You'll literally be jumping halfway. Okay. Okay, so as you're looking around, you get yourself up onto the banister and you hear Nobel say, what are you doing? And it's at that point you go to jump off and you feel a grip on your back. And she says, that is the stupidest. Yeah. And you feel a rope get pushed into your hands. And she says, swing 25 feet northwest. He pushes you. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I'm completely off by surprise and just go, whoa. Roll an acrobatics check. It's making me think of the the blind guy in those newer Star Wars movies. I want the force. The force is with me. (laughs) Dirty 20. Okay. So with that, you swing and you are holding on for dear life, legs and arms both attached to this rope and you're doing like spiralies as you're being pushed across, <laughs> you eventually end up on the absolute bow of the ship on the bow point. Your feet hit the bow castle and the, the boom arm at the top of the ship. Your feet hit it and you hear these two gruff voices now to your immediate west that says, he's aboard, get him now. What do you do? I will swing my my quarterstaff in the direction from where I heard the voice. Go for it. Roll your attack with disadvantage because you're blind. 15. Hit. That is 10. That's my first attack. Yep. You smack him across the head, like literally on top of the head. Um, I'll attack him again with my quarterstaff. Yep. Rolling at disadvantage. At disadvantage, yep. Every attack has disadvantage while you're blind. 18. 18 will hit. Roll your damage. 8. As you hit this individual, you go horizontally, hit him across the cheek, you hear a crack. And that crack is the unmistakable sound known to you as somebody's neck breaking. Ooh. You then hear a thud as he hits the floor and then a splash. And then you hear the voice of Nobel through the cacophony of the conflict. The pirate with the eyebrow piercing and the dreadlocks. And she says to you, that's it, kitty. You got it. Northwest, <laughs> 25 feet. <laughs> and um, I make a, a, a next step just blindly um, towards where the corpse was. Uh, out of excitement. Okay. So you take a step. I'll get you to roll. Because you're on a beam, I'll get you to roll an acrobatics check. Oh. 25. Okay. Mm. But on the moving vessel, it's very hard to place your foot on this very fine plank that you're walking along. You misstep the first time, but then you feel the correct place and you begin moving your way foot after foot and you end up being directly onto the, the bow of the ship. You hear the sound of a cutlass moving through the air around you, almost that whistle of a very sharp blade moving through the air. And then you hear a voice say, wrong place, wrong time. You hear (laughs) Nobel's voice across the wind, then it says, punch him in the nuts. 
Get him. Five feet west. And is it so that you look and clock five feet to the west and you can roll your All attack. Right. That will be one key point. Roll your attack. Disadvantage because blind. I'm not going to bother rolling again because that was a nat one. Okay. You punch the air feeling nothing and you just hear laughter coming from Nobel. Okay. And you hear a voice that says up a little bit. He's not that big. I take that on board and I swing again. 12. He misses that one, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's at that point you punch again and you miss as well. And Nobel says, I guess the first one was just some beginner's luck. That is my turn. So that then brings us top of the round. Shavi, you're up. Oh, baby. Is there only, only the two left? Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's the captain, captain and the dude. And you also see all around you people the commotion going on. Com- combating mm-hmm. other members of the crew, but you can definitely see that your crew is thinning out theirs substantially. Yeah. Cool. And, but the captain, he's struggling to stand, trying to defend the dire wolves off. And as they dive towards him, he's just parrying off their blows. Just. Go help Key out. Okay. I'm pretty much going to use my daggers to put them in the sail and glide down like that. Very nice. Acrobatics check. That's a nap one, but I'm lucky. lucky. I am lucky, I'm lucky. I was just about to pick up my damage dice. Oh. 11 plus acrobatics. Yes. Plus seven is 18. Okay, so you are able to slide down using your dagger to brace your fall as you do. Uh, You eventually land directly behind the creature that Key seems to be punching the air of, and you hear him sniggering and laughing, almost like playing with Key. (laughs) And you can see him like dodge to the left and he taps him on the shoulder with a cutlass and you watch his key like punches the air to the side and you watch as he like snicks key's ear and you watch a little bit of blood drip down and he just continually laughs and you can see key getting really frustrated. What do you do? Well, I'm going to come up behind him and I'm pretty much going to tap him. Excuse me, sir. He turns around to where a human would be and he's just like, what the? And he looks down and goes, ha, what are you doing here, kid? Hmm. Sure he's want to keep up this fight? Like we still haven't even unleashed the goblin army that we have below deck. Roll a persuasion check. Eight. As he looks at you and says, yeah, that crew looks like it's in trouble, but I can fucking kill you. And he stands there, cutlass in hand. You hear that as well, Key. What do you do? Well, pretty much. I said goblins below deck. Yeah. Goblin on D's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Let's get composure. I kind of want to run up him and jump off the top of him and then come back down. With my blade. style. Yep. Yeah. Go for it. Well, 20. Hit. Second attack is a 12 plus 7 is 90. Both hit. Oof. That is 28 damage, sir. He says to you, but I can still kill you. And then what do you do to kill him? <laughs> Not if I kill you first. And then you flip over his head, stab both knives into his shoulder blades and swipe them down with the weight of your body. Oof. You get to the bottom of his hips and you can see they're not moving anymore. So you jump on the hilts and just push them all the way back down and you completely just split him in half. You hear this splatter key and you hear just gurgling. Uh, Shelby, are you okay? Yeah, mate. Why didn't you just do that? Just open your fucking eyes. (laughs) I can't see a thing, bro. (laughs) Drew, it's your turn. So the only one that's left is the captain. Yeah. As you look around, you can hear the... Humble clutters of weapons being put down onto the floor as some crew members have got others at surrender. You can see some of them at cutlass point, 
you can see uh, Viv and Spike just like growling at this other individual that they're attacking and Spike is like pulling on the leg trousers of this sailor and you watch as Viv says, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, you're not going anywhere. I think I look at the captain and I say, I think it's time to surrender. You look at the most charismatic snake in the world. Yeah, I think it's time to surrender, but the dogs are hungry. Mm. And I think both of the direwolves try and bite at his legs and I'm going to try and swallow this boy. Yes. Constrict a snake. Go for it. I'm just going to... <laughs> if I hit, it's automatic restrained. And then on your next turn, you can escape. So Go for it. So roll your attack. 20. Hit. Hell yeah. So you watch as this snake wraps around this captain. And you can see he's kind of a rotund guy. But this massive snake of green and red just moves around his body and tightens and squeezes. And you can hear bones cracking. And you can hear him screaming above the sound of the tides. This That's time. 14 damage. Okay, he's still alive as you crush his bones. And then it's the wolf's turn, I believe. Yeah, it's the wolf's turn. All right. So then once you do that, the wolves then pounce. 24 and a 25. Both will hit. Roll your damage. 17. How do these two wolves and you as a snake <laughs> kill this captain? Well, I'm trying to eat him from the head down and swallow mm-hmm. him. And I think the dogs are just ripping at his legs, trying to take a leg off each. All right, so they both are able to do so, and you watch then as the stumps that remain slide down Drew Ede's constrictor snake throat. And it's at that moment you watch as calm hits those at cutlass points. Some are being slain after giving a little bit of shit to whoever's pointing the blade at them. You watch as one of them like spits toward uh, Viv, and you watch as she just stabs him. Uh, Nobel looks towards one that seems to be creeping up behind uh, one of the other crewmates and you watch as she just puts an arrow in his back. The rest of them just seem to be standing there open arms. There's probably about seven crew members of that ship left. And at that, you watch as Rodessa cracks her knuckles and says, Payday. Ooh, what if, hmm, I'm just thinking, we could do it the ship and there's no one left to sell this one as opposed to maybe looting it. Okay, well, I turn back into a human mm-hmm. and then we've obviously still paid them for- Do you safe. have like a huge belly with this, oh, yeah. <laughs> with this human inside of you? <laughs> he magically digests immediately. Either that or I just- <laughs> Body back down on the ground and then turn into a human. All so. right, we'll do that. We'll do that. You watch as this uh, goo covered body just ejects from Drew's mouth as he just cracks back into his human form and almost disgustingly slides back into yeah. a- with physical. A, with a giant bird, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of like massaging my jaw. I look at our group, you know, Key and Shavi and Jusui, and we've obviously, you know, ample paid for safe passage into the city, but now there's a spare ship here that maybe we could, uh, I, I turn to Redessa and I say, maybe we could. Redessa's on the other ship. On the other ship? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, on this ship, you have Viv. She's the only one on that deck. Viv. Uh, Nobel is on the deck on the other side and Annie's still in the mm. crow's nest okay. of your okay. ship. Well, then I, I guess I was just talking to the group then for now, then. Still on the other ship as well. Well, whoever's with us. He and Shavi. Yeah. Mm, he and Shavi. I sort of look at look, look at these guys and say, you know, we can definitely start, you know, looting and see what we've got on the ship. But now we have a, a, a ship at potentially at our disposal. It could be worth, you know, having a conversation, trying to convince these guys, you know, as part of us helping them, we have a ship now. So once we, uh, you know, get into the, the, the city and they give us safe passage, we can look at, you know, getting the right colors to fly the flag and potentially have our own ship now. As you guys are saying that, you watch as Rodessa gets a rope and begins to swing over. You also watch as half, follow of, her. Yep, half of your crew go onto that ship as well. And you hear her say, 
Make both vessels ready to make way. Mm. We are heading to Demos Totuga and then back to Metatiri. As they begin to get the ships ready to make way, she moves her way towards you guys. Viv's standing there as well. And Rodessa says, You are all quite useful in a fight. Are you sure you do not want to stay on the Crimson Wing as permanent crew members? Oh yes, Viv, it's so much like <laughs> How long has this fight but gone for? 12 seconds. Really? <laughs> All right, so I'm blind for another 59 minutes. Yep. Good times. I do not know why you are under the impression that you have parlaying powers over this vessel. I am the captain of this ship. And now, I am the captain of this ship. And she points to her feet. She says, this one is going to Demos. We're going to laden it with half our treasure so he can allow those without colors to pass in these waters. This has been going on longer than from when you arrived, my friends. Is the way. We just want our shit. You will share in the spoils that we are able to keep and maintain. Excellent. Do we also have uh, you know, room here to look at striking some bargains and trading? If we have the, the coin for it. What did you have in mind? Do I have to break out my scotch, Drew? <laughs> are we uh, about to go down a business path? I'm always down for a drink. Except I have a girlfriend. <laughs> so you keep saying, but I'm yet to see any evidence of her existence. The lady, she is real. The girlfriend, maybe not. Either way, you watch as the ships, after a moment, begin getting ready to make way, and you guys begin pulling in parallel lines back towards the south, towards Mediterranean, and around the other side of the uh, outcropping. As you begin sailing... You also watch as Viv steers the new boat and Redessa steers the old one as you guys begin moving in the direction of a massive lighthouse that seems to be off on a rock off the coast of Mediterri. As you make your way there, you watch as Rodessa calls to the opposite boat and says, All personnel, all members of the Hell's Happies, please return to our vessel. Load up the treasure. And get it ready. Ototuga. At that point, you watch as crates of treasure begin getting moved from below deck onto the deck of the ship that you had just taken. You watch as it is piled up on the deck. And you can see various cups, gold pieces, chests, loot, bounty. You can see these golden skulls. You can see these suits of armor. You can see jewels expanded throughout this whole entire expanse. And she looks and she says, send it off. And you watch as Annie on the other side of the sails tie the sails off and you watch as the wind takes it and it begins to blow and move over towards the lighthouse. You watch as she runs across the back of the ship and she takes a swan dive. And as she takes a swan dive, you watch as Redessa casts a spell on her and she flies all the way back over to the ship and she just touches down gracefully next to Redessa. Very cool. Superhero landing? Let's say superhero landing. Yeah. Love it. The rest of the crew begin moving their way up to the front of the ship where you have now anchored. And about 500 or so feet away, you watch as this ship goes into the distance. And there's some rocky crags outside of this lighthouse and you see the ship hit one. And as it hits one, it starts to jitter and judder and stop. And as it gets stopped, wedged in to that position, you look around that space and you can see ships that have been previously sunk jutting out of this area. 
you can see a sail beginning to float in the water next to you. You watch as everyone is in silence, in awe of this moment, and it's eerie. You hear a heave. It's almost as if the water level increases in this entire bay. As there is a surging tidal wave that moves from the lighthouse all the way over towards where the ship is. You hear Rodessa say, Behold, the mighty of Demos Tortuga. You watch as this gargantuan shell protruding out of the ocean. You watch as these spikes begin to crack the surface of the water. You can see silvery sheens through the shell and you hear this thunderous booming roar as this massive maw with teeth the size of long swords crack through the hull of this ship that you had just been on. You watch as this massive turtle paw just smashes through the back of the boat, snaps it in half, and you watch as it pulls this absolute gargantuan ship to the depths of the sea. Godzilla. Godzilla. Steam begins to erupt from the area that this dragon turtle, Demos Tortuga, seems to be in. And as it does, you look around, Drew, and see fish beginning to bubble to the surface in the area. You see squid and shark bubbling to the surface, all dead in the heat of this ocean. And as you look above, you can see heralds of birds just beginning to circle in the area and pick off from this feeding frenzy. As you look around, Rodessa says, It is a terrible sight. It is an evil. Like staring a shadow from the past in the face. She says, Make way, harpies. We'll leave him to his feast. To Metatiri. You watch as they make the ship ready. As you guys watch the destruction of the biggest beast you've probably ever seen in your life take down this amazing ship that once was. I think I describe it to Key. One hand on his shoulder, I describe what's happening. It's at that moment you watch as the ship begins to make way once more. And as you begin sailing, it now being mid-afternoon, hitting a southerly direction, there is a silence that hits the crew. An awe. Even Rodessa, her attitude seems to have dropped. She moves towards you as you guys see these two towering structures that seem to be natural cliff formations within which you can see what looks like a cove where ships seem to park. And in the distance, you can see what looks like stone buildings all makeshift and you can see some very fine architecture that seems to have been broken and rubbled down but you can see a flourishing city within and she says as she extends a hand across the bow of the ship and she says welcome to metateri the sea of thieves home to the crown corsair as promised i will give you a sign you will operate under my vessel that will allow you to move through the city unabashed. You have done well. Please tell me if there is anything I can do to help you. I'll make it my business to do so. You will get your share of the plunder. I will have it ready for you. Rodessa, is there any chance that you know an elf by the name Charming Cutthroat? Roll an inside check. That is a 90. 
follow me. And she goes into her quarters. <laughs> Leaving the rest of you on deck, you amass your treasure during this time as well. Uh, you get 1,500 gold pieces. So you get 1,500 between your group. Yeah. Uh, and you yep. also get three diamonds worth 500 gold pieces. <laughs> so Sorry, did you say four? Three. Four. Nice try. Four? Three. <laughs> four. Okay. So as you walk into the quarters, Rodessa Reed, captain of the Crimson Wing, she closes the door behind you and you hear it lock. You watch as the candles light. And there is a dim light throughout this whole area as the sun begins to set as well. She looks towards you and she says, What do you know? Already. And she moves her way towards you and puts like a delicate hand on your shoulder. Do I unduly flip? <laughs> not the time. I have not seen this man for decades. But it seems I have need to be in contact with him. I have seen you do many things today, just we. Many things. You hear a chinking of a blade. And you feel it move to your neck. And she says, you do not mean to hurt this man, do you? Far from it. You watch as the blade moves its way down your neck, along your facial hair, and she sheaths it again. She says, do you want me to give him word that you are looking? You must tell him these exact words. Oli, oli, oxen free. He will know exactly who is with waiting for him. And he will know that I need to talk to him. Where will he find you? Well, wherever you tell him I am. Where will you be? Where will you be heading once you go into Metateri proper? This city is vast. I shall get word to you as soon as we find exactly where we will be. It may take me some time to find him. We have time on our side. Just please do not forget. I have been forthright with you. You have been honest with me, Master Josui. So I ask you a question. Having not asked for any information from any of you, having not asked where you came from, taking everything you say at face value, tell me this. How do you know the What do you know of the cutthroat? Answer my question. I cannot answer your question until I know what you know of the cutthroat, because, well... To say that you are uninformed and ignorant would be be somewhat of an underestimation in this respect. Roll an insight check. 17. She moves towards you and she steps like 90 degrees away from you and talks to you with her back turned and she says, When I first laid eyes on you, you looked extremely familiar. The reason I ask you, are you know the cutthroat? And from your insight check, you're gathering like protective vibe from her. She says, the reason I ask you, because the man you seek is my husband. You nearly just fucking was, Eskimo bro. No, that shit. I was <laughs> waiting the whole time for you to go. 
I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I uh, I feel congratulations on Renaldo. Thank you. As but, uh, our nuptials were many years ago. Well, I guess you are looking at one of your brother-in-laws. She turns around. She says, "That checks out. You're both as fucking arrogant as each other. Charmingly so." I feel like I can trust you a little more. I will tell him you're here. When was the last time that you uh, were in contact with Monfrey? I see Monfrey often in my dreams. I chat with him across the arcane web. But lately it has become more difficult. He is playing many cards. It seems that you share that quality at least. He has access to a... uh to people that I must converse with. Mm. And I must do it quickly. You are talking of his heritage. He does not speak of it to me. Well, it is not my place to say. Every time I hear him talk of it, I watch his eyes fill with pain. You are here to dig up old demons. Whisk him away from me, Jeswe. Or if you cause his death, points to you. I will hunt you. You will try. But this is no, no old demon. This demon is all too new. He moves and says, I will have him meet you. Sweet. She catches you as you get to the door and you turn the handle and she says, Jesui, I would be particularly appreciative if you would keep that relationship a secret. And I just look at her and zip my lips and turn the key thingy and flick it over the side. You leave, close the door. Meanwhile, you come out to your crew <coughs> diving in gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing... Scrooge McDucking. Scrooge McDucking. Absolutely yeah. would have been talking about. We see, I guess, divvying up all the gold, but also, I guess, asking where, like, you know, do they have connections in the city with places to stay, places to eat, a good drink, merchants for gear, that kind mm-hmm. of thing? Like it's probably been a while and we've been you know, in and out of the water and definitely yeah. running amok a lot. So but basically that, once we get into the dock, we have full run of Mediterranean. Viv, Annie, and also Nobel comes towards you guys, having divvied up the treasure towards you all. It's at this point as well, as the ship is slowly pulling into the rocky outcroppings that greet you into Mediterry proper. Here you start to see foggy visions of things beginning to return. It's at that point as well where Annie looks to you, Shavi, and says, time for me to show you mine. And she takes out her needle and she says, I need you to offer me artistic license. Have at me as you will. You watch as you take a seat over a keg and you can see that she instructs you to have your back you watch as she begins drawing something in the back. As that's happening, Drew, you're conversing with Viv, and she says... And Spike. Yeah. And she says, <laughs> Spike. I think, I think Spike's going to miss you. But um, in, in regards to your question, you can go to the Black Tide Tavern. It is the biggest tavern that I've ever seen in my life. It encompasses a city block. Any cutthroat, any thief, anyone you're looking for, somebody there would have seen if you're looking for somewhere to sell, anything to buy, there is the West Market or the pawn shops. They're 
specialty shops and but you have to be careful because in a place like this they set their own prices and uh newcomers well they think you're easy targets to be prepared to get ripped off selling and buying she like adjusts her eye patch and you watch as spike goes and moves around your leg as she does so she says if you're looking for somewhere to stay you can go to the wave and wink in it's a little pricey usually for the pirate lords but you have the coin and go there other than that keep your pockets closed watch your backs stick together and she watches all of you nobel looks towards you key scratches you behind the ear and says whispers stick together don't wander off this isn't the place I take a nod of approval with Nobel and I say thank you for your assistance in that fight he nods and says you may not be able to stand these three but what meets you on the other side of that dock I would lay my trust where you can but sometimes sometimes taking a chance pays off you watch as she looks towards the crew and walks off from you you gear yourselves up as your ship with red sails billows through the mountainous entry point of Mediterri. In the distance, you can see tavern lanterns beginning to light. You can see people meandering through the dock and you can see various groups of people just sort of swarming in, in swabs. You can see a tavern being lit up and you can hear the music and raucous behavior from there where you're pulling. You can see various ships coming and going and you also see as you pull your dock, your ship into the dock, the ship beside you, you watch as somebody throws what looks like a dead body into the water. As you look around, this is a den thieves. Cutthroats, marauders. So we'll fit in perfect. Ah, home sweet home. <laughs> what happened to my back? That's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next week for more action with the Crown Killers. While you wait for that episode to drop, please consider giving us a five-star rating and a review on any of the platforms that you listen to this podcast on. It really does help get eyes onto our content and spreads the love of Dungeons & Dragons. If you do leave a review, you might find it advertised on our Instagram page. If you like D&D content and you can't wait for next week's episode, make sure you join that because we post there pretty regularly and you can catch some artworks, some quotes, some sneak peeks and some announcements that keep you up to date with everything that's happening at the Odyssey. The link to that page is in the show notes below. Guys, until next week, we can't thank you enough for listening. Be valiant and we'll see you later.